This is your host Peyton with Girls Gone Right. If you want to follow along with the video format, be sure to check us out on YouTube and hit subscribe. Let's discuss. Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Hey, this is Megan with Girls Gone Right. And we are going to talk about something really spicy today. Rut roll. <laughs> and we might be having some conflict, me and Megan here. We haven't <laughs> fully discussed how we feel about this topic in particular, yeah. but... This is kind of how we are marketing ourselves at Girls Gone Right. We tell people that we are the conservative call her daddy. And I don't mean that in the sense that we are exactly call her daddy and we're doing what she's doing. But we mean in the sense that call her daddy has been in the podcast space. And a lot of people listen to that podcast of all ages, men and women. So... You know, we have to compete in that market and we want to talk about lifestyle, but from a conservative space and put our morals and values behind it and call her daddy is getting all of this attention and, you know, getting a lot of listeners, but they're saying terrible things. So we want to compete in that space and give y'all a conservative call her daddy. So we thought it would be interesting to do a call her daddy episode and kind of review Call her daddy, where how it started, what it is now, yeah. and our conclusion, like how we feel about it. Yeah, to- I'm so down. And obviously, <laughs> she's doing something right. <laughs> yes. So it's not all hate here. No. However, we are conservative, and yes. we do have very different morals and values from Alex Cooper and Sophia. Yes. So we're gonna get into it. Here we go. Here we go. Bring in the heat. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So if you guys don't know about Call Her Daddy, it is now owned by I think they're still with Barstool Sports, and it's through Spotify. So this podcast has blown up, and it's blown up from the start. It's a very very big podcast. Mm-hmm. And so Call Her Daddy was started in 2018 with Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin. And Alex Cooper was kind of like the main person. She was leading this and. Basically, it's porn on a podcast. Yes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So I will be honest with you people, our people. I did not listen to this show prior to this one right here. (laughs) I didn't know. I had heard of it. I seen little clips here and there, but I had never sat down and actually listened to it until we kind of had this discussion of like, let's be the call her daddy version, conservative version of call her daddy. And I said, oh, that's great. So I was like, well, I should probably go <laughs> get familiar with it. <laughs> and so I did. And um, I could not make it through the first five minutes of the first few episodes that, from when they started. Yeah. It's way different now, which we'll get into. But Yeah, so yeah. like she said, listening to the first, I listened to the first five episodes. It was rough. I've picked up on listening now that it's just Alex Cooper and she's done more professional-ish things like John Mayer and Madison Beer. So she has moved on to bigger and better, but the first episodes were rough. And it was just listening to that. It was shocking. The things that they can say and that influence so many people. So we're going to get into it. Uh, basically the motto of the podcast, the call her daddy. So this is how it started is Sophia and Alex Cooper were having the conversation and they're like, how about having men call you daddy in the bedroom? And that's how they got their whole title. Their, their name is call her daddy is they want to be call her daddy in the bedroom. So it's our, it's already vulgar. Mm-hmm. It's already super sexual and super weird. Yikes. Yeah. No, I, uh, 
it just makes me so uncomfortable. It, the, the whole like daddy thing makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I will say it's, it is a vulgar name. However, it has so much name recognition. Everyone knows what it is. It's exactly. very catchy. Yeah. So there was marketing behind that. I'm not going to totally bash on them yeah. because I now have more respect for Alex Cooper yeah. and what she's created. However, I don't like how it started. Um, so in 2021, they got a big offer from Spotify for $60 million. And Sophia didn't want to accept that offer because she thought that they could get more. She wanted to settle at $100 million for this podcast. Guys, this is so much money. This is crazy that her and Alex Cooper started a podcast together talking about their sex life and vulgar things, and they want to sell it for a hundred million smackaroonies. Think about that for a second. It's a lot. Think about that for a second. The, the mindset that you have to have as an individual and a woman, like yeah. to think that uh, my, me talking about my sexual experiences is worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You need to pay me more to talk about my sex experiences and sexual encounters. Yeah. Because the world wants to hear it. That's, That's mind-blowing. <laughs> it's a lot. And from a business perspective, I will say they created something extremely successful. Yeah. Although I don't like what it stood for and how they did it. I think that they created, they made nothing they made $100 million out of simply nothing, mm -hmm. out of just having a conversation, which is insane. So, you know, besides that, besides them actually started making something of themselves, mm -hmm. it's it's brutal that they basically sold their souls to put all of this on a podcast, to talk about their sex life on a podcast, to basically just literally be an OnlyFans, but... Talk, but them, it's it's them talking about their sex life. To me, it is a, uh, I guess you could say a null and void or like it completely cancels out the Me Too movement. Yeah. Because like you said, they, they sold their soul in order to do this. And the shock value of it is what made them mm -hmm. so successful from the beginning. And that shock value was sex. And yeah. I thought the whole point of women in, in Hollywood and, and this whole Me Too movement was to not talk about that and not expose yourselves and the men around you and like what you like, because honestly, that's just screaming for more attention from guys in a very negative yeah. way, in a very demeaning way. So it's just, it, it kind of contradicts itself yeah, great from where point. they started. Yeah. yeah, that that is a great point. Um, and now Sophia has a podcast called Sophia with an F. And she's also still talking about her sex life somewhat. And so is Alex Cooper, just not to the degree that they were when they started because they've, you know, they made their money. Now they can kind of be a little bit more mature and grow yeah. up and talk about other things. Yeah. Thank gosh. Cooper, in my opinion, is more successful. And I think if you're talking about monetary blame that Cooper would be more successful because she is still with Call Her Daddy and she has guests like Miley Cyrus, John Mayer, Madison Beer. Mm -hmm. She can get anyone she wants on this podcast yeah. to sit down and come talk to her. And I think that's extremely impressive. And if you just look at how much she's grown from what she's done, the first episode to what she's doing now, she's matured a lot. So 
I have to applaud her for that. I yeah. think that's one thing. I actually do enjoy watching some of her podcasts now because she's extremely talented. She knows how to have a conversation and be very personable. And I don't think that that's something that's super easy. No. Is being the face of something, putting your name behind things and putting that shock factor. It's kind of putting your, I guess, your reputation at risk. Yeah, and I, so if from the beginning parts of it, if we go back to that Me Too thing, you can compare it to the the record industry mm-hmm. where, and, and just Hollywood in general, like back in the day, the thing to do was to sleep with the record producer in order to get where you needed to be or sleep with the director. Obviously, women didn't want to do that, but they're being pressured into to doing it because you want the role, you got to do it. So to me, it's almost like they played that game with the world. Yeah. And it's just, it was gross. Mm-hmm. And now to see where she's she used that in order to get to where she is now. And I, I don't like that. Now people evolve, people change. I get it. I, I applaud her, like Peyton said, for, for growing up. Um, but I don't, I just think it was slimy and skeezy to to use it in, in that way to get to where she is now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just basically putting your sex life out there. And the first episode, and I quote, it is called about the Gluck Gluck 3000. <laughs> I had no idea what that was. I listened to the podcast and it, there was a shock factor. My jaw dropped that women talk about these ty- They are like, okay, so basically Sophia and Alex joke about being God. They're like, we're like two dudes. This is so funny. No other girls talk like this. Yeah, no other girls do talk like that. No. No, no and that is the shock factor. And I hope most guys don't talk like that. I actually don't think a lot of guys talk like that. I, I know that there's this, we, we assume that guys have this locker room talk and yeah. talk about women like this and degrade us, but I don't think most men do. I think to some point they do talk about their sex life a little more than women, but I don't think men talk this nasty like Alex Cooper and Sophia did the first episode of Call Her Daddy and the beginning of Call Her Daddy. And listen, I've, I've heard it all. Like I've heard some of the most disgusting things. I've probably seen a lot of disgusting things. I'm not here trying to clutch my pearls or anything. It's just shocking to hear two young women using the language that they're using. Like at first, now when you listen to them, it's it's a little, or to Alex, it's different. She's grown in the way that she, she communicates and talks to her guests. But like at first they were so annoying. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like, let's go, baby, like all that, and using the F-bomb every yeah. chance they got. And then the content itself was just... <laughs> and I think that's what made them get so big is because right off the rip, the first episode, they're talking about how to give oral sex successfully and be yes. the best one at it. So a guy is just obsessed with you and will worship you because you know how to have oral sex. Yeah. Of course, they're going to get views on that because it's practically porn. They literally say, imagine, or if it's a guy listening, close your eyes and imagine like this is happening. That's Mm -hmm. like porn. 
So yeah. of course it's going to get views. Of course it's going to blow up because you have two pretty girls talking about sex in an extremely vulgar, vulgar way. It's not lights. It's not girls just chatting about what they did that weekend or, you know, if they're seeing someone, this is vulgar, vulgar stuff. It is. Mm. <laughs> I, that was the episode. I was like, just power through, just power through, <sighs> just power through, just power through. You can do it. You can do it. But here's, here's where I'm like, the damage is done mm-hmm. for her. And you live and you lead by the example that you set for you. And then you're the one that creates the example for yourself also. So at the time, she was leading by this example that she was putting out. And just imagine the young women out there hearing this and thinking that it's okay to talk like that, to act like that, yeah. to take this advice and run with it. That's the example that she set, and that's the bar that she set for herself from the start, which bothers me a lot. Yeah. Um, So basically, Sophia's mom, after that episode, because I had to, like, get the tea because Sophia (laughs) was saying that her mom was not okay with her doing these things. I wonder why. (laughs) Obviously. So Sophia's mom called her a hoe. (laughs) Yeah. And was against the podcast. She called her after that podcast got released and was like, I'm disowning you. As a mom should. Way to go, mom. Because the thing is, you post something like this, you can't take it back. It's out there forever. People make these assumptions about you and it completely wipes away the Me Too movement. So Mm -hmm. you have this reputation out there about you because you put it out there about you. It's not like... People are just judging you. No, you were an open book and you completely revealed thing that pe- people should judge you for this. Like mm-hmm. we said, we we believe in slut shaming. Yes. And people should be judged for being hoe bags and posting it on the internet. And that's what you're going to do. Know that people have the right to judge you because you're putting something out there like that in a very public space with lots of people watching. So when you do that, you know that you're doing it. You started a podcast So you want the attention, you want the listeners. So you're kind of just setting yourself up to get judged and that's okay, but you just have to know that that's what you're walking into. Anything that you do in the entertainment realm, you have to expect hate and love. Uh, And some people in the middle, like a lot of people like Taylor Swift, I'm not one of them, that's fine. You're going to get haters and you're going to get people that really enjoy your content. But the moment that you put yourself out there, you have opened yourself up to the judgment, Mm -hmm. whether it be good judgment or bad judgment. And you have to take it and you have to roll with it. The best thing that you can do is learn from it. And I think that's exactly what she did. But still. (laughs) And, And that's in any space. It doesn't just mean that you're famous and you're just posting this stuff that those people have to deal with judgment. This Mm -hmm. is for anyone. If you put something on Instagram, like a bikini picture or something that is just promiscuous or something that you might get judged for, it's the internet. People have the right to judge you. Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay with that. You can't just be like, well, don't judge me for posting this. Yeah, people can make assumptions on you based on that. That's how, that's the way of the world. People can judge you. It doesn't always have to be mean. And judgment sometimes is actually love. Mm -hmm. To me, sometimes that's the best form of love. I like it when my friends tell me, hey, you know what? Maybe that's something that you're wearing or 
Like maybe something that you like, maybe yeah. something that you ate. <laughs> yeah, one of our mutual friends will tell me if I'm wearing something. Lauren will be like, "You are not wearing that out." She'll or, go, "No." Yes, she she already texted me today, and I sent her a picture of my outfit, and she said, "You better steam that skirt before you go anywhere, man." And that's judgment, and that's fine because so, I needed to hear that. She was I looking would, out for you. Yes, you're looking out for me, yeah. and to me, judgment is love. So, and and not always, but in some ways, if it's my close people, they're going to tell me something and be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a heads up. Yeah. That's great because yeah. I know that you care for me and maybe it's not something that I wanted to hear, but I'm glad I heard that. Yeah. And obviously this Sophia character did not listen to her mama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so in that episode, they also talk about this is, this is coming right from the episode. I'm not just throwing this out there. I would, it, the quote is, die for that D. Quote, <laughs> that is right from Call Her Daddy. Oh. And they're telling their listeners how to, again, give oral sex and that you should just die for that D. Like cool. that's, that is the extent of, they're just like, you know, we should worship men like this and we should not even worship men, like we should worship sexual pleasure to this extent. That's the agenda that they're pushing. It's like, oh, they, do they even know these men like that? They're not their boyfriends. They're just some guys they met on a weekend. And they are just pushing this sexual liberation. How does that empower you as a woman to, to, to say, die for that D? Like, that's <laughs> such a walking contradiction of every— because I guarantee you these two women— we're all about the Me Too movement. Yeah. Guarantee it. How does that not contradict that? Oh, it does. That That's just plain and simple, that yeah. it does. You're saying you don't want men to sexualize you. You don't want men to take advantage of you, but you're saying, I'll die for your D. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. Call me daddy and all of these things. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just gaslighting. It's simply now, gaslighting. I guarantee their rebuttal and their argument back is going to be, well, I'm in control. I'm a woman. I'm the one that's in yeah. control. I'm yeah. controlling this situation. We're just doing in the what men would do. That's, that's yeah. their response. That's always a feminist response. Oh, well, we're just doing what men would do. Okay. I guarantee you, if you find a respectful man, he's not going to be saying, I would die for that, P. Oh, yeah. No. A respectful man is not going to talk to you like that. If a man said that to me, it was being vulgar like that, disrespect. You do not talk to me like that. There is a standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. End of story. And so in this episode, there they then conclude, if you're not sucking it, someone else is, and he's cheating on you. And I'm like, wait. They're like, if you're not giving oral sex to this standard, your man is cheating on you. First of all, it's so controversial because they talk about cheating on their boyfriends. But also, what? So uh, let's assume you're you're giving that oral sex and then they're not cheating on you. You're cheating on them. What is going on here? We're hot messes. We're hot mess express over here. The, the one thing that bothered me about this episode was uh, that, obviously. But then thinking that they could just talk openly about <laughs> be engaging in this slutty behavior and then talking about how it can make you money. Yeah. They talk about how it can make you money. I mean, that's, you're borderline <laughs> soliciting sex, mm-hmm. uh, AKA prostitution. 
Like, and you're you're telling girls, like, girls, go out there and do this and then make that money. Like, from yeah. a sugar daddy is what they were talking about. They're talking about sugar daddies. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so go suck a D to get stuff from your sugar daddy. What's that called? Yeah. A prostitute. What? what? Yeah. And these girls, you know, it gets worse and worse as the episodes progress because— yeah. The next one, nudes never die. <laughs> Which, so they talk about how horny they are. They start the episode, they're like, we're so horny that it's it's the middle of summer in New York City and they're talking about how horny they are and that they would just sleep with anyone because everyone is so hot at that point because of how horny they are. Right from Caller Daddy. And I'm like, they're talking, the Me Too movement is basically like, it's part of the feminist movement, and the feminist movement is demanding respect. It's demanding respect uh, respect for women from men. They are trying to hold this standard, but then they turn around and feminists go and talk about things like this and degrade themselves. So they're degrading themselves, but they're demanding respect from everyone else. It's not empowering as a woman, and it's not empowering to hear women talk like that about us. And the fact that we've given women like this a voice, ah, it irritates me so bad because yeah. it's like, you are you are not speaking for me. Uh, you are creating a generation that thinks that they are entitled yeah. um, to go out there and demean men, demand sex from men. It's like, well, men could demand sex from us. No, they couldn't. No. No, they couldn't. All you had to say was no. And don't allow it. Yeah. If a man talks to you like that, don't allow it. And it's not going to happen. Exactly. It's easy as that. And then they go on to talking about their nudes and how they want each other to take each other's nudes so they can get the best angle. (laughs) And just so they can send it out to these random guys. And the whole point is (laughs) they're telling people to be careful with the cloud because when they resend nudes, it has the timestamp and it saves on their phone. So if you send a new man a pic from six months ago, they're gonna be like, oh, you, this is a reused nude. And they're saying that everyone has these, oh, everyone has them on their phone. This is totally normal. Everyone knows, they're literally talking to their audience. You guys all know that you have your favorite nude. No. No. I hate looking at myself naked. I'm sorry. I can't imagine taking a whole picture of myself naked. I don't take nudes. I don't have them in my phone. I don't send them out to random guys that I met for the weekend. I'm not looking for my best angle. It's honestly so sad to see women put them, basically lower the standard by back down to 0% and let if you're going to treat yourself like this and put yourself out there like that and make it easily accessible to men and have zero standard for entry, that is so sad. Well, it it kind of hits back to a point that we talked about uh, a couple episodes ago where you, if when when they do this, talking about like when we talked about the gym and how you, you're yeah. wearing like skimpy clothing, if you are wearing basically nothing and you're talking openly about how horny you are and how much you want to get that D and all this other stuff that's so sexual, you're opening yourself up for the judgment that we talked about earlier, and you're opening yourself up for men to oodle. Like, 
you clearly want the attention from these guys. You clearly want attention from men. You clearly want sex. So if a man's going to say, I'll give it to you, you can't get mad at him for that because you're asking for it. And if you don't respect yourself, why would some man respect you? Exactly. If you don't hold that standard for yourself, what man is going to hold that standard for you? Not. It's so confusing in the sense, because you know that they're a part of this feminist movement and Mm -hmm. yet they're saying things like that and making it look like all women talk like this and it's desirable, it's glamorizing this, it's putting them on a pedestal and they're basically getting a pat on the back Mm -hmm. from their audience and all Mm -hmm. these listeners for getting the fame for that. And people enjoy these conversations. There's women that support Call Her Daddy that have the merch, especially when this started. Like now it's a different story, but when this started, there were so many girls behind this movement. Like, yes, finally we have girls that are out there telling the truth and speaking their mind and being uncensored. Yes, that is what we need because not enough women are doing this and men do it. So let's do it too. And it's always that, it always comes down to that rebuttal and it's always that argument is that men do it too. And I just don't think that that's true. And if men do it too, that is a trash man as well. Yeah. As much as it is a trash woman, if you are being a hoe bag, that man that's talking like that is also a, a hoe bag. bag. Y'all are, if you talk like that, y'all are hoe bags. If you're a hoe bag, you attract hoe bags. Yes. Yes. It doesn't mean that he's a man. If a man is a being a hoe, you're a hoe. You're not a man. That doesn't make you any more masculine for treating women like that, no. for having a low standard. If a man oh. treats himself like that and is out here doing things like that for himself, that's disgusting. If a man doesn't have self-respect, if a man doesn't have high standards, that also makes you a hoe bag. Yeah. And like to compare and contrast like them to us, we're here to set an example that hopefully empowers young women and, and girls in a traditional way, in traditional values and conservative values, that it's okay to be conservative about your sex life and it's okay to wait until marriage if you want to. Like, we understand that everyone is different and that's okay. And we wanna talk to you in a way that isn't as sexualized and provocative and as disgusting as the way that these women are trying to portray women. Yeah. It's okay to be classy. And although it seems like it's unpopular and there's not a lot of people that are doing that right now, it's okay. And you don't have to feel like you're left out and that you have to be left out of culture and things that are going on and relevant. Yes. Because there's a space for you. And yeah, like Megan said, that's what we're trying to do here. And To sum up this episode, one of the things I really just didn't like is the glamorizing cheating because they talked about that multiple times. They talked about how they've cheated on their boyfriends and it glamorizes it like, oh, it's just a little thing. So it's another toxic thing that they are just pushing and feeding their audience. Besides everything else, it's one thing on top of another that is just telling all of these people that it's okay because they do it and they mm-hmm. found success in it. And there are two girls having a podcast talking about these things and it's fine if you do it because they think it's funny. They make jokes about it and they're just trashing people. Yeah, so, but but it gets better, guys. So <laughs> It does, it does. So besides, <laughs> besides all of that, 
And the conclusion on that is just, it's, it's extremely vulgar and sexual, lots of profanity. That's something that I really noticed is any chance, it's always the F-bomb. They're always, always saying something, profanity. It's always profanity coming out of their I mean, mouth. listen, I, I, can, I can talk like a sailor sometimes. We all, we all yeah. do it. We all do it. It's fine. But like, there's a time and a place Yes. And if you're dropping it on a... It doesn't have to be every sentence. podcast, especially, you don't have to say yeah. it every single five words. Yeah. And trust me, I, me and Megan both cuss. That's fine. We're human. Yeah. It is what it is. It happens. And shoot, sometimes I like to cuss, but there is a sense where I like to keep I want to be professional on here yes, and there's a time and a place exactly. for it. Exactly, time and a place. And I can go more than an hour when I'm talking without dropping the F-bomb. And the thing is they use it every other sentence. So it's just a lot. And for their audience, knowing that young people do listen to it, yeah. children, they said that they have an 11, they knew that they had an 11-year-old listener on their listening to the Call Her Daddy podcast about the blowjobs. So they know that they have young people listening. And Alex's comment was, okay, just don't do this yet, but just keep it in the back of your brain because, you know, we're preparing you. You're going to be ready. You're telling an 11-year-old how to... That... I'm not going to say it because y'all can put two and two together, but this is... They they knew about this. That makes me it, it livid. Is disgusting. Livid. Like... I have a 16-year-old niece, and if I ever caught or found out that she was listening to something like this, or one, I would immediately tell her mom. But I would, I would have to take a bar of soap to her freaking ears. Like the fact that they were like, "Oh, an 11-year-old is listening to our show. Wow, that's great." Not, hey. <laughs> Not don't listen. To, don't listen to this. It's parental advisory. Like yeah. encouraging it. They're encouraging it. They want the eleven-year-old to keep listening. It's like there's a parental advisory on the episode for a reason. And normally, I mean, we were both kids at one point. Yeah. You see that parental advisory or the mature rated R. You're like, ooh, I'm gonna watch it because that's supposed to. Like we all do it, but that child. Did not know probably what they were getting into. They had no idea what they were going to hear. And it makes me so sad because when I think about young girls, when I was 10 years old, when I was 11 years old, I don't want these kids feeling like that's what they're listening to and that's what society is and that's, that's what they normal. are going to grow up into and yeah. that that's an okay thing. That makes my heart hurt. Yes. Because it's not how it should be. It's not the normal it's what's being pushed by media. It's what's the voice. Every other voice is being silenced. We're not being heard or we feel like we can't speak up because we get, we face judgment of being canceled for having these values. So it's not the normal. It's just everyone else is being silenced right now. So that's the only voice that you're hearing. Yeah. And it's so sad because this is why we're doing Girls Gone Right is because I hope that some, not even, maybe not this episode, but I do hope that young girls see that you, it's, we're not being silenced. No. And there is a better path. It's, that's not the only voice that you have to listen to. And that's not your future. You can choose being different and holding on to your morals and values. Yes. And it doesn't have to make you weird. It doesn't have to make you an outcast. 
it's just, we're not hearing a lot of that right now because we're being silenced. Yeah. And it's okay to, it's, it's okay to embrace your sexuality. There's, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it, and, and like we said, people are going to judge you. And if you're open about it, obviously you're going to open yourself up to that judgment, but we're here to give you the alternative to what you're hearing on a regular basis, which is the exact opposite sometimes of what we say. A lot of the times, I say sometimes, a lot of the times, <laughs> a lot of the times. But we're here to set an example and to let you know that you've got an outlet, you've got somewhere to go to where you can hear things that hopefully yeah. you agree with. Um, and you may not agree with us all the time. That's fine. And you can leave a comment if you, you don't agree comment. with it. And we're happy to read it. We yeah. do read our comments and we do read the feedback. Exactly. And, you know, besides all the vulgar stuff, so Alex Cooper now is more interview style. She's mm -hmm. grown up so much. Yeah. And to me, that's the transformation that I'm really proud of. And something that really made me change my mind about Alex Cooper was recently when she got engaged because on one of her first podcasts or earlier in the Call Her Daddy era, she said that she would never get married. She didn't believe in marriage. Mm. And she's engaged. She's so happy. She's radiating. She's really changed a lot. And to me, that makes my heart happy because if you are getting married, you have some conservative values. Uh -huh. You believe in the traditional morals. And that makes my heart really happy because other people are going to see this and she's changed so much. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I agree. I, you know, we change, we evolve. I'm definitely not the same person I was 10, 15 years ago. Um, and I think it's great that she's matured and she's grown up. Like even the way that she talks, I mean, she still drops an F-bomb a lot. But yeah. <laughs> just the way that, uh, the the tone of her voice even mm -hmm. is different. It's It seems more Alex. It doesn't seem like, I'm putting on a show. I'm going to call it this. Like she's, she is matured in the way that she speaks, how she speaks, how she interviews people. She's great at it. Yeah, she's really great at it. So I commend her for that. I do. Yeah. So I think that that was a really good transformation. Yeah. And glow I, up. It's such a glow up. So I will say I don't know if I'm exactly an Alex Cooper fan, but I do look yeah. up to her and her talent and what she's doing and how she's kind of changed the swing of things. Yeah. And she's doing a lot more professional things. She's yeah. not as vulgar anymore and she's getting married. You can tell that she's actually very happy. Mm -hmm. So we like that. And congratulations. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> Alex Cooper. She would never watch this. I know this, you're watching. But, <laughs> but it's, it is something to look at in a different perspective in the sense to where she is now. Yeah. And she's a talented podcaster. So yeah. we love that. And overall, the conclusion on Call Her Daddy is... I, I don't agree with how they originally started being very, very vulgar in their podcast. And mm -hmm. I think that there is something to be said about being modest and modest is the hottest. Yeah. And we're seeing that in society, not just call her daddy, but society's kind of evolving in the sense that Sophia Ritchie is the new it girl. And she is a classy lady. Like if you look at her Instagram, she doesn't have a lot of skin. She's not posting slutty pictures. It's very classy. And 
I think that's becoming more and more desirable. And I don't know exactly what was the cause of that, but it's changed in fashion in the past year. You see uh, people just dressing more modest and more classy. Yeah. And I can't pinpoint exactly what is changing, but something's changing. And I think that's something to know. Yeah. So I think um, part of me with her evolution and her and her um, maturity wants me, I, I would love if she would go back and remove all of the disgusting episodes. If, if she truly cared about her reputation and this new direction that she's going, because right now, to, in my honest opinion, the damage is done and she can't take it back. She can take it off. Yeah. And prevent other people and other young women, other 11-year-olds from getting their hands on that content. She could remove it. I would love to see her do that. I think that's an interesting take because you're right. She can't just delete it and make it look like nothing happened. People know her for that. Yeah. She already had that reputation. It's already That's her brand. There. Yeah, it's how everything started. So people think Alex Cooper and they already know that that's, everything about those episodes and that's all out there. Yeah. But she has changed and she can take it off so no one else listens. Like and she, built a better call a her better daddy. brand. Like yeah. she, she built her brand on that and I get it. But like I said the damage is done and she can't take it back but what she can do is she, she can she can take it down. I wonder if she will. I wonder how her fiance feels about having this all out there. I think he's in finance. He's a big time finance guy and I wonder how he feels about having all of that personal information out there because he's in a business where he works with customers and clients. And if they know who he's getting married to, Mm. they know all of her sexual experiences because she put it out there to be They know what she does to him in the bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, you know, I'm not saying that he does judge her for that. Obviously he's with her for a reason and he knows her past, but I do think that, Maybe for most men, it might bother them a little bit. Yeah, as it would bother anyone. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to see her take take all the the nasty stuff down. Yes, if Alex Cooper is listening to this, you have evolved and your brand is. You would win so many points with us. You would win so many points, and so many people actually look up to you. Yeah, because they see what you're doing. You obviously have a big audience. And you're being heard. You're influencing people. Yeah. And that's a big role. You're great at what you do. Like, there's no denying that. And I think you have even so much more growth to have. Like, you're going to grow so much even more. Like, it's only up from here, girl. So let's keep the glow up going and get rid of all the crap. Just take it down. Just take it down. (laughs) Petition to take it down. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we finally got to review Call Her Daddy. Just because, you know, we like we said, we do understand the importance of being in this space and talking about lifestyle and talking Mm. about real life things because being conservative isn't all about politics and it's not always about 
focusing on religion and Christianity and talking about God. It's also life things that you need to talk about to reach the whole audience because there's so much more going on in the world right now. Mm. And we do want to be raw and real, but in a way that holds values and morals. And that's really, really important. So we do understand the need to compete in this space. So we are the conservative call her daddy. (laughs) (laughs) We are... The not-so-vulgar Sophia <laughs> and Alex. <laughs> We're Megan and Peyton. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we hope that you guys enjoyed this yeah. and got a little something from it, whether you watched Call Her Daddy or you at least have heard of it. If not, go look up her new stuff because it is very interesting what yeah. she's doing and it does play a big role in culture. It does mm-hmm. change a lot of things. And someone that is on that pedestal, they do one thing and people are listening. You start to influence people and it trickles down. So it's important. Um, So go check it out. And if you are listening to this on Spotify, just know that we do have a YouTube and you can go ahead and check that out and see our faces. I always hit this mic. It's okay, I did it last week. (laughs) Uh, But you can see our faces and check us out there. And if you want to see our clips, go ahead and follow us at Girls Gone Right on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. See you in the next one. Thanks for listening to Girls Gone Right. Be sure to check us out on YouTube to watch the video format and check us out on Instagram at Girls Gone Right.